A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Um, yeah, recording. Hello. Hello. We're just both saying we're sad and miss each other. <laughs> but I know. But then you were saying that you feel like crying, but I was going to say that we should start recording because I think we should talk about this because just like the shower is a sad place, sometimes Christmas is a sad time. It is. And especially if you've had grief in your family or if people are estranged from family members or whatever, it can actually be a really sad time. Then there's all this pressure to be happy, happy, happy. And we need to normalize crying at Christmas. (laughs) yeah exactly it's a very stressful time and it also feels really weird being away from family like I haven't been I haven't had a Christmas with my mum I was thinking about this the other day in like five years now and obviously that was at first because I was living in Sydney and then moved to London and then obviously the pandemic happened and then you can't get home but I was thinking the other day I can't remember if we said this on the pod or not There was a topic we were going to cover, and I noted down to speak about this, about how similar to Christmas, holidays are kind of stressful because you feel like you're supposed to be enjoying every second of it. Like this is, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on the Cayman Islands and it's tropical, so it is a holiday, but I'm still like working and my boyfriend's working. But even being in a beautiful place like this, you feel as though you need to be happy all the time. And then it just, or when you go on holiday with your partner, And people are just like, oh, did you guys just have the best time? And if you spent some of the time arguing, you suddenly feel like as if that's showing something negative about your relationship or you guys are like not supposed to be together because you're supposed to be just, I don't know, having the best time. Yes, I totally agree with that. I also, I don't know, I think like a beach holiday is not for me. I don't think I'm ever relaxed. Like the worst holiday I've ever had was when we went to Mykonos, not because like you were the only highlight of that (laughs) heinous trip. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely for me because I love being in the ocean at all times. So this is really suiting my personality in in quite a few ways, but it's also not conducive to work in any context whatsoever because I have shit I need to be getting done and every second that I'm inside, it's like the LA thing where it's hot. When it's sunny, you feel like you constantly need to be outside, which is kind of nice about London. Yeah. You don't feel like you're missing out on anything. And also the freelance thing is hard when it comes to holiday stuff because basically you can be semi-disciplined and like set up periods to have a break like we've done with the pod. We were organized for us in terms of setting up episodes and stuff. But I think – because you're just 
every single thing you get sent through is money. It's so hard to say no to money. So then you just say, like, I've just found myself saying yes to stupid shit. Like I'm going to be on a phone call tonight at 8 p.m. when I'm at a pre-wedding drinks for a wedding for like 15 minutes to do this stupid interview. But it's for like some commercial piece where I was like, it's just easy money. Like I just can't say no to it. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. I've realized, though, that the more money I make, the more money I spend on stupid shit. So I just need to – it's like the more money I make, the more food I buy and mm-hmm. breakfast suddenly goes from having an avocado toast, having an avocado toast and then buttermilk pancakes and two oat milk lattes and a juice. And I'm like, just cut all those things and say no to the work, exactly. you fucking idiot. That sounds nice, though. Pancakes. I love a good pa- pancake for the table. <laughs> You know, because you get a savory dish and then you need – and then I love pancakes. But That's a nice idea. I'm drinking – I think this is probably the most heinous after work drinks drink moment where it's currently 8.02 a.m. in Sydney. But I didn't want to feel left out while you were having a spritz. So I just went downstairs, we're saying at Zach's sister's house. And made whatever I could and because everyone's healthy and very Sydney. Everyone in Sydney is so hot and I didn't realize before. So I'm drinking Four Pillars Gin, friend of the pod, who keep us nice and sourced with the little care packages. So delicious, but quite early for that, kind of carry on. Yeah, early in the morning, but I'm just going to stick to it. Maybe I just have to stay drunk all day and night. Otherwise, I'm going to crash at some point. I'm sipping on an Aperol spritz and I messaged you just then and said, wait, you need to wait five minutes because I went and, you know, us, this is such a classic me and you Mm. thing to do. I just went into the mini bar and started rifling around and I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just pay for a bottle of wine, like from the mini bar because obviously Mm. we've been avoiding that at all. (laughs) Like I always avoid the mini bar at all costs because I just turn into like my povo mindset of like not spending any money in these places. Mm. And um. Then I was like, oh, fuck it, you know, I can pay for a rosé, that's fine, and went to open it. And my boyfriend goes, wait, I'm pretty sure they're, they're like, crazy expensive. I was like, how bad can it be? And then looked in the leaflet and it was $925. US That is unbelievable. Like, I'm literally in shock. Illegal behavior. You could buy a car for that. Yes, and so then I ran downstairs. I sprinted downstairs and ordered an, a double Aperol spritz from the bar. Oh, that's cute. And avoided eye contact with everyone at the beach because we've made friends with, like, every single person here. It's like White Lotus vibes. I've told you that already, haven't I? Yeah, I love that. Are you Jennifer Coolidge or are you the mean teenagers? No, Grace O'Neill. Jennifer Coolidge is a woman named Bitsy whose husband, no joke, invented the iPhone. He's like, we Googled him and he's three people down from Steve Jobs. I'm so jealous. Bitsy. I know. I was like, how do I get an iPhone 13 Max because my phone is so crap and he keeps looking at me on my shitty phone. I'm like, give me one. There is some funny stories. There's one story. Sorry to... Spruit the Patreon like this, but there's one story that is illegal for public consumption and has to go behind the paywall, and I like cannot wait for you to find out about it. My boyfriend just goes, "You you can't say that story," and I was like, "I have to say it on the Patreon." But yeah, Betsy is literally Jennifer Coolidge. It is she is so funny. She arrived really really wasted to the Coconut Club the other night where we were sitting drinking, and she did a 180 and like made a beeline towards us. Told us all of the stuff that we then like later debunked by talking to other people who were like, no, she said she was born on Cayman Islands and lived here her whole life. And then the other person we spoke to later was like, she lived here for four years. That's it. Love. And because she was so drunk, she couldn't tactfully talk about how rich she is and kept like blurting out how many houses she has. <laughs> oh. She has her house in Sydney. She has house. She has her houses like literally everywhere. And then. I was trying to figure out what she does because she was like, kept saying she was an artist and she like wants to do this project at the rubbish dump. And then she found out that, and then she like tapped on my phone and goes, yeah, my husband, you know, makes these things and like taps on my phone. And then later we Googled him and he, he literally does. That wasn't a lie. There's no word of a lie there. I'm so proud of Betsy for living her best life. I hope her art practice takes off. 
a new Warhol. Me too, me too. Yeah, she was talking about how she loves Taika Waititi films and stuff. She's pretty cool. She's, like, actually really cool, but it was just hilarious. She's, like, she is Jennifer Coolidge. But, yeah, it's a funny host of characters here. We should get her on the pod. You should do, like, a roaming mic and then do some sort of White Lotus special. Yes, that's so true. (laughs) Wait, one more story. And then on Saturday night we did a karaoke night next door at the pizza place and I was like no matter how drunk I get I know that I'm too bad to do karaoke I never do karaoke and then flash cut to later that night I'd made friends with a woman named Lauren and was singing a duet with her of a song which I cannot remember (laughs) I don't even know what song it was all I know is that we sang and then the next day she was like walking along the beach she was like Izzy and I was like who's that (laughs) my boyfriend was like that's Lauren. That's Lauren. You literally have to be so wasted to do karaoke. But yeah, I have like visions, checkered visions of me like belting out a tune and feel so embarrassed because I think I have the worst singing voice out of anyone I've met. Me and you should do a duet together. I was about to say, wait, we should sing at the end of the episode today because this is the Christmas special. We need to hype the vibes up a bit. Stop talking about crying. Yeah, we can sing all I want for Christmas. That's literally what my voice is like. (laughs) Yeah. So more of these. Yeah. Shiraz spritzes. I'm going to be four sheets to the wind. Yeah. This Aperol spritz has already got me drunk. Izzy, are you going to have a 2022 glow up? (laughs) Here's hoping. No, I'm joking. That's the opposite of what we're here to talk about. No, I'm not. I'm going to stay the same. And that's what's in vogue these days no our friend laura wrote a piece for british vogue talking about toxic glow-up culture and said it's time to leave it behind in 2022 i can't believe that's the year next year i literally wrote in 2021 because i got confused (laughs) yeah i agree (laughs) i think the chicest thing ever is staying the same as being like no i'm pretty perfect as i am yes so she opens it writing about how there's a new glow up trend on TikTok, basically similar to the many others on the app, which as any avid TikTok goer will know, they're everywhere. Basically, it shows a video of a person in their kind of before quote unquote stage and then it cuts to them after their glow up. So whether it's acne free skin or weight loss or something like that. And there's just so many different tiktok trends like that which kind of disguise themselves as being something different to what they are like there's so many on that app because i get sucked in by the food videos on there because there's always heaps of really easy food hacks and because i get sucked into that it's the algorithm starts showing me girls really really thin girls doing what i eat in a day and they have millions and millions of views and likes and they're always like basically nothing and really unhealthy and really unsustainable There's so much of that on TikTok. So Laura basically wrote a piece saying that it's time to stop aspiring to glow up physically, especially. Yeah, I think it's it's such a thing that happens this time of the year where I think the the basis of the idea of New Year's resolutions and blah, blah, blah is not necessarily bad if you're kind of focusing on things that are more internal in terms of like, I guess career goals, we're kind of over those. (laughs) Financial (laughs) goals, over those. But it's like if you have things that I guess are less to do with your physical appearance, but it kind of just becomes a period for you to just light list all the things you hate about yourself and say I'm going to fix them in this really unsustainable way and then you have this depression slump in February, whereas I feel like it is just way cooler What's the in, the difference is to just sit down on the new year and just list all the things you like about yourself and then maybe come up with some nice behavioral habits that could be nicer, like, I don't know, calling your grandparents more or being nicer to your friends or something. But I think the physical thing, it's so funny because I keep thinking that and people keep saying, like I've heard people say this in conversation a little bit since I've been here, 
you know, the TikTok generation, it's their ideas about beauty is so different and they're so much more accepting and amazing than ours was. And I just feel like the reality of that is so not true. And if anything, that hotness culture, because it feels so much more accessible with stuff like TikTok, feels more, I don't know, hectic than ever before. At least that's what I feel like. Yeah, no. There's like a thousand TikTok trends that are like, there was one the other day that was Fuck, what was it? I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was something like clean, how to look clean. And it's basically just how to look rich Mm. because it's just people with perfect skin and really good skincare products and glowy faces. And it's just, yeah, it's bad. My skin is fucked at the moment from the stress of the COVID stuff with obviously like it breaking out in London and worrying about not being able to catch a flight and being locked in inside my skin has gone like absolutely crazy and I'm 30 and here they have these people on TikTok talking about like how beautiful you are if you have this clean perfect skin yeah clean is so fucked also fucking we keep calling it omnicron I think that's maybe just me then we were calling it omni last week someone needs to rename it omni so much cuter yeah. Rolls off the tongue easier, but Omnicron wrecking havoc. But yeah, the word clean is so fucked because it's obviously like I have friends who have been in like drug addiction who say they hate the term clean because it insinuates that if you relapse or before you stop taking drugs that you were dirty, which is so fucked. You just need to get rid of that word. Very true. I've I've never even thought about that before. But yeah, it's funny, especially with like the skin thing, because I was going to go down to the gym this morning and I put concealer on my face because that's how badly people view things like acne, which is just so fucked. Yeah, everyone's heinous. It's also interesting what Laura touched on about the way pop culture kind of presents the glow up or the transformation. So obviously you have like Princess Diaries and Devil Wears Prada and Hathaway, the double whammy. Mm. I remember Grease when I was eight. I watched it a hundred times because I was obsessed with her bad girl glow up at the end. Oh, true. Yeah, I I pulled out the Devil Wears Prada one and the Miss Congeniality references. There's so many. It's always like the geeky girl at high school and then she takes off her glasses and straightens her hair and gets the guy. Do you remember Princess Diaries where they're meant to be bullying her for getting hot? I was like, this is so unrealistic. They're like, nice hair. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, they would think it's nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I have, I feel like the New Year's resolution thing or the glow up thing is just, yeah, really unsustainable. Like there's all those studies that show that gym memberships like mm. triple in January. And then everyone's locked into paying heaps of money to these, to like Liz Mills for the next 10 years. I used to do that actually. I used to sign up for like three year contracts <laughs> and then go like twice. I know. We all just need to be a little bit nicer to ourselves, I think, especially after the heinous two years that we've had. It's like just being at a complete equilibrium of nothingness on either side is something to be grateful and happy about. You definitely don't need to improve. Like I've been talking to people who've said, how do you feel looking back on the past year in terms of career? And I kind of said, I don't really feel as if I have a huge amount of crazy pride for any massive career jumps in the last year, but from a personal perspective, how I feel in my brain, I feel so proud or whatever like I've made so much progress but it's all been internal really yeah I feel the exact same way yeah I think people should celebrate that more Mm. yeah I think we talked about that recently where I was talking about how some guy at a party was like where do you want to be in five years and I was like what Mm. and I was like are you talking about career or like what's happening and he was just like I was like, I don't have any goals like that and he was like you're lying and I was just like no I'm actually not I'm just like my goal yeah exactly like what you said my goals right now are feeling happy and healthy and managing my depression and my anxiety and like the fostering good relationships and yeah like working on yourself in nice ways I really I was saying today at the beach just before that a friend was reading a book and I was like I I haven't read a book in so long because I can't find the attention span to do that and it's like these are the things I want to work on next year Mm -hmm. Of being like, just sit down with a fucking book. How hard is that? 
what was my attention span now? It's it's like impossible. I think that's actually a big problem of our generation. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, I mean, it sounds like with you, the ADHD has been a lifelong affliction, but I think for a lot of people now they're recognizing the symptoms of ADHD because we're all being fostered into becoming having deficit attention deficit disorders because how would we not yeah, seriously we have so much stim like stimulation in our face and the last thing i will say on that topic is for me and i know this is i don't know if you feel like this but i know it's the same for you i feel like if we you look at your job as purely a craft thing i feel so proud of how far my writing has come just as a as a person and as a writer and it doesn't necessarily reflect in like the caliber of where I'm writing for or how much I've been published or how often it's been in people's faces or whatever. It's just a personal thing where I feel like I've hit my stride in a certain way. And your writing this year has been incredible and has come leaps and bounds as well. And I almost feel like it's that thing where taking the space away from being so obsessed with the external version of our careers has given us space to focus on the things that actually should matter, which is writing things that you're proud of or finding your niche or having a sense of fulfillment or yeah, perfecting your craft or whatever. We speak so much less about those things that aren't as easy to quantify. Yes. So congrats. I love this therapy session we're giving the girlies. The girlies? Quit your jobs. <laughs> no, seriously? I was literally just talking to a girl about that. We were talking about the similar thing, like with the work mentality. And I was saying the same thing where I was like, it's not even like I'm mature enough yet to put my money towards anything that meant like I'm genuinely Mm. not putting my money towards saving for a house or anything actually worthwhile. And I know like I'm just a fucking pea brain. It's just not going to happen for me yet. So I'm like, just work a bit less then if all you're going to do if you work more is buy pancakes or clothes. Yeah. Precisely. Like, <laughs> we started AWD commune. That'd be so cute in the forest. We should. Or Jim Jones. Or in the Cayman Islands. Oh. We should come here. Yeah, let's start a commune on Cayman. <gasps> Someone reminded me when I said that you were in Cayman that that's where Army Hamer is from, so. I fucking know. Do you think I've forgotten that? I need to like ask. I need to do some investigative journalism around here. I haven't even said that to anyone. I keep meaning to say that out loud to like somebody. And then every time I remember I'm like alone or something. But I haven't forgotten. Elizabeth Chambers like fully still lives here. Does she? With their kids, I'm pretty sure. That's wild. I think so. Well, I think he's either here or uh, he's probably here. Fuck, he's random. He's so random. Okay, wait. Army Hammer was spotted hidden away in the Cayman Islands. That was May this year. Okay. Where is this? One week. Oh, one. Oh, one week ago, he's in the Cayman Islands. Easy. Hunt him down. Dude. Hunt him down and put him in jail. What? And like shove a mic in his face. Yeah. Perform a citizen's arrest on him. Army Hammer leaves long rehab stint and is now back in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> the fuck oh i need to find this guy and like i don't know spit at him or something yeah <laughs> get arrested are we in jail next time you speak to me we'll do it from jail that'd be so cute everyone would support you hashtag free isabel this is also the christmas special so we're supposed to be talking about positive things yeah we have been no but i wanted to i wanted to bring up chris noth oh yeah i know is he had to cut like a segment of the last episode where i was salivating about him (laughs) (laughs) i know because it and also because the episode had gone live like literally that minute and then all these allegations were coming out and i was like i don't know what to do here and i like i'm not i i was just like i I just listened to the episode and uploaded it and i already couldn't remember what we'd said and i was like for god's sake isabel get it together get your stupid pea brain in line and then i text our editor because you were still asleep and I was like, wait, what did we say? She was like, nothing other than Grace just talking about how much she loves him for a, for a bit. And I was like, let me find that. I'm like, I don't care what comes it. out about him in the next two days. I love him. You're like, ah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was peacefully sleeping, enjoying yeah. my last few hours of freedom until I had to learn that my beloved Chris Noth is a sexual predator. I know. How wild is that? It's awful. Very awful. And like. Just, yeah, I literally just wanted to go back and watch the whole Sex in the City 
from start to end. And now it's like, you can't really, you just, it's like I can't watch anything with Shia LaBeouf in it or anything anymore. It really just taints the entire thing. And I think part of the reason is that it seems like he relied so much on how people feel about the Mr. Big character in terms of how entitled he felt with women or how he behaved with women, which just makes the whole thing even more gross and disgusting and despicable. And then, like you say, it makes you feel like you don't want to sit back and rewatch the whole thing because you just see this man and character in a completely different light. And I also think it's worth talking about just very quickly because we're going to get onto fun stuff. It's just like the Beverly Johnson stuff. She's this iconic supermodel and she was coming out saying this mm. stuff in the 90s and just no one fucking listened to her, no doubt, because she's an incredible uh, model of color. And I just think that with all of these fucking guys, it comes out all these years later and everyone's saying, oh my God, this is crazy. And there's always something that happened years earlier that people decided to turn a blind eye to because they wanted to make money or wanted to protect their friends or whatever. Yeah, Dumois was like, people were submitting just being like, this is no new story. He also must have been freaking the fuck out during Me Too. Yeah. And then just got away with it. That also makes me wonder how many guys same are in the exact same boat. Like, he's a massive actor and he just got through the Me Too movement unscathed. And then because he chose to come back for Sex in the City, they spoke out. But they wouldn't have. I was wondering that too, like who's going to say no to projects now because they're worried about the publicity getting whatever. Yeah. Um, crazy. Also on a, a fun note to lighten the mood, I don't know if you saw this, but Kim Kardashian went on Barry Weiss's pod and she was asked, who's the nicest celebrity you've ever met in your entire career? And she said, Sarah Jessica Parker. A loaded comment. Oh, I know. So wow. adding to the... What? I know. That's quite crazy. So make of that what you will. Kim Kardashian went on a podcast. Yeah, she went on Barry Weiss's podcast. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. What else did she say? Nothing. I haven't listened to it yet. I just heard that sound Mm. bite. Huh. Hmm. I know you're not saying this, but I know that people jump on situations yeah, like that. Like I remember when the Louis stuff came out, everyone was like to Pamela Adlon, how do you feel? And I listened to a podcast with her and she was like, I just feel sad. It's someone who's a really good friend of mine. And this idea that you would somehow know that it's like, how would Sarah Jessica Parker know that unless it was a total open no, secret? Yeah. And this idea of yeah. that would be such a horrible, confusing, difficult thing to wrap your head around. And this expectation that, you know, like entitled to a response immediately. Again, I know you're not saying that, but it's just like the media culture around it's crazy. Yeah, that is like very true. Okay, so... Girlies. Girlies. We can't stop calling the listeners girlies or ladies, both. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Of which are condescending. So we, for the Christmas special, wanted to pull together the kind of craziest, we've done this before in the past, wildest stories of the year. And 
revisit them, discuss them. Can't believe that it's been a year almost since like the Capitol riots and stuff. When I was looking back at this stuff, I was like, oh my God, how time is flowing. It'll be like this time next year when we're like 60 years old doing the podcast, <laughs> being like, oh, I remember when our children were still young. I know, but I think since the pandemic started, time has been this weird, fluid flatline. Like when we were going through, I, I was so confused by the dates of things. Like Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde was spotted together in January 2021. But Gwen Stefani got married to Blake Shelton in July 2021. I was like, that can't possibly be right. <laughs> in my brain, those things happen multiple years apart. And then Britney Spears, all the free Britney stuff was February. Which is crazy. That feels like it happened forever ago. Yeah, it's so... Everything's nuts. The Victoria's Secret rebrand was June. Like, I just, I don't know anymore. Let's start with what is, I think, still probably the defining pop culture story of the year, which is Zoe Kravitz <laughs> leaving her hot husband for Channing Tatum. Thoughts with the benefit of hindsight on this. This happened in January was the announcement they were getting divorced. Let us cast <laughs> our minds back to when Dumois released that blind literally giving us his name basically on a goddamn platter she said he's an actor who's also a dancer and me and you googled that and sat on the pod and we're like who could it possibly yeah, be we're like is it hugh jackman what's wrong with us his name was the first name that popped up but i was like i had no concept of like channing tatum as a human being I just thought he was so embarrassing for some like I've, I've obviously got like everyone confused because people were sending me photos of you know how I said Ryan Reynolds I feel like he has a dad pod everyone was sending me photos of his like 15 pack yeah. on Instagram and I was like okay I get it I get it but like with Channing Tatum it's a similar thing I just have him in my brain as being like this really embarrassing kind of not cool not trendy person That's correct Izzy you have it in your brain for a reason. Yeah, Juna Dewan, she's like a bit jade. She is. Yeah. She just like is always on Instagram being like a jade mom. <laughs> then who did he date? Jessie J. <laughs> same thing. Like they're like the exact same human being. They literally, they are. And fans kept being like, they look the same. And then they were like, that's sexist. And I was like, well, you guys look the same. Yeah. Like, sorry. How is that sexist? Like, yeah, because they were just being like, Oh, I, I guess if people were saying who's better looking and like stuff like that's obviously sexist, but I'm like, oh, you guys like do right. look uncannily uncannily alike. Like, please, the man has a type. And then she's also like, just I don't know anything about her, but I just have put her in the Jada camp. And then he dates Zoe Kra like Kravitz. I'm like, what? It's truly like the biggest coup of the last 15 to 20 years. If anyone had a glow up, it was Channing Tatum. I can't really think of a shocking celebrity partnership where, again, it's not to do with looks because Channing Tatum is, according to many people who aren't me, good looking in that kind of like beefcake, Zac Efron, I don't get it way. Grace, one, a, a pause. The chef here looks like Eunice, Kourtney Kardashian's partner, wow. ex-boyfriend, ex and cooks the most insane food and today was at the gym. Is he hot? I mean, obviously, just, like, Eunice was so hot. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be like, yeah, boy, because my boyfriend's in the other room. <laughs> I'm like, just giving you, I'm giving you hints. You're dropping <laughs> Easter eggs that you want to boost the chef, the private chef. Yes. Um, <laughs> gorgeous. Okay, wait, let's do, mm. would you boost, <sighs> would you boost Channing Tatum? Obviously not. Would you boost him now that he's dated Zoe Kravitz for the story? Mm, no. Yeah, every cell in my body's screaming no. I don't like, he's got too many muscles. It's not attractive to me. And that dancing video you showed me. I know he's a dancer, but it's so genre. But that song, so you know how Channing, so I, if you guys missed it, Channing Tatum put up this very, very, very deeply embarrassing <laughs> video of, on Instagram stories of him 
dancing and he was like in this dimly lit room <laughs> and he was like bad footwork but it's it looks been a like while a, um, like a hostage video like he just slowly lost his mind yes. in some sort of cell and <laughs> to learn to dance <laughs> and then that song like the song is actually a banger and they keep playing it at this hotel and the other day i was like wait why do i know this song so well and i realized it was channing tatum's dancing video you see he's so random look what i just sent you it's him taking a selfie with the that um, filter that Gigi Hadid took of those UNICEF children where it like adds a fake disposable camera filter no. wearing a Versace bathrobe. Yuck. The next, <laughs> the next slide with his feet across and he has the slippers on <laughs> makes me feel physically ill. <laughs> and his caption is so genre. 20 years ago, holy fuck with no see. I was a kid standing in a room of what would probably be thousands of guys <laughs> trying to get picked for the shows in Milan. That's crazy. What? God knows how many they actually saw hoping to get picked for the spring show. I never got to walk for Versace mm. in the six or seven seasons. I went to the shows. That's so crazy. But last night I get to wear this, the robe, an otherworldly robe. No. Cut boxing. Yeah, mm. what? Do you think him and Zoe are really together? This is quite off-brand. I think she's just having a, a little moment is my feelings. Yeah, do you think she'll be embarrassed? I think she, I don't think she'll be embarrassed because she's so – she's like the definition of cool in the sense that you're like very unflappable and won't let anyone see you sweat. So I don't think she'll ever admit it. And she's so powerful that she has made him kind of vaguely cool in the – kind of ironic way but i i don't think this will be a lasting relationship i think she's just having a bit of a crisis yeah i feel sorry for her hot uh, ex-husband carl i know it's he must just be so confused Channing Tatum put up a statue of Harriet Tubman and then goes, I accidentally deleted this post, so I'm reposting it because she's beyond worth it. Harriet Tubman, you are the truest form of freedom. I've always been it. This is like, what? Yeah, okay, we need to move on because we could talk about this. We could talk about him and his Instagrams for far too long. Yeah. But yeah, like his that stupid dancing video was another time where I was like, I hate. I was like, I hate the pod, what the podcast makes me know. So I was like, wait, I like this song, and then I was like, why do I like this song? And I was like, because Channing Tatum danced to it in a dimly lit room a few weeks ago. I hate what the podcast it was bad makes footwork. me know. I feel like that so much. I'm like, why do I know what? Yeah, what Megan Fox's favorite Harry Potter movie is. I want to kill myself. Okay, this is another hugely iconic story something we dedicated a lot of podcast time to and that is alex rodriguez the end of alex rodriguez's engagement to jennifer lopez which happened because he couldn't stop publicly thirsting after the southern charm star madison lacroix i will never recover from this i can't believe you like imagine being so close to marrying j-lo and then just like accidentally liking or publicly not realizing that people could see that or something. He's like those videos of the like hurdles jumpers at the Olympics that just stumble and fall flat on their face in the last moment. Like he was just so close. It is also so, this is such a relatable guy thing to do. She's just random as well. Like not to whatever, but she just looks like, you know, every girl on Bondi Beach. It's just. It's just a bizarre situation for him. I'm just like, surely you came into contact with people such as Madison LaCroix quite constantly being in the center of Hollywood. It's why risk it all? Maybe he liked Southern Charm. Yeah. It's... So another very iconic thing that happened around a similar time is <laughs> an afternoon with Prince Harry, the James Corden Yes, bus. the lesser discussed Mexit in press interview obviously got quite overshadowed by Oprah, but was much more jarre. When they still had, I would say, like they still curried favor with the general public and it felt exciting when it came out, like it was a big deal. Whereas now they're left, right, and center on the Dax Shepherd podcast. Can't get away from them. They'd probably come on after work drinks, give them a year. Yeah, Megan and Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
what do you remember the most from the interview? I remember him saying he'd watched The Crown and I remember him doing like the kind of workout circuit. I remember the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air thing where they went to that house and then Harry was being really weird about going inside and like using the bathroom. Yes, I do think the Fresh Prince, I think that was kind of a cute idea from whichever James Corden intern thought of it. Mm, no, I agree. But it, I would say it wasn't executed perfectly <laughs> as a concept. Yeah. Okay, next, Emrata getting on the cover of Vogue and saying her baby would be genderless and then giving birth and saying, I have a boy, I have a boy, his name is Sylvester. <laughs> that was so funny. She's never, ever addressed that. Do you think, like, what – surely she's remembered that she said that by now. I think this is her in a nutshell a little bit where she's – it's like a kind of pea brain element of her where she kind of knows what to say and gets interested in these concepts and then gets like distracted. And I feel like that was the situation or like she was, I think maybe she was trying to say, I'm not going to say what the gender of my baby is as a statement that gender doesn't matter, but you kind of have to follow that through at least for, even if you're going to acknowledge it in your household and tell your family and friends and whatever, you kind of have to follow through with that publicly for a little while at least. She literally goes, "He like it's a boy, <laughs> basically. She was sharing those books, like Raising Boys. And when I spoke to her, she was talking about, which is fair enough, but then it's like, why did you do this cover? She basically said, you know, I thought a lot about if it's a girl, how was I going to mother her and teach her about growing up in a patriarchal world? If it was a boy, it felt like it would be a lot easier. So at first I wanted a girl and then... I switched and was kind of relieved I was having a boy. So I was like, in your brain, it was always a binary, <laughs> one or the other thing. Yes. So it is kind of funny. But maybe she just said that vaguely and then Vogue went and ran with it like the Travis Scott, Kylie Jenner thing. Yeah, very true. I also loved your interview with her Aww. that you wrote up. Grace wrote a fair piece for Parfum. It's online. You should read it. I also need to reread it because I was at dinner quite drunk. And I read the whole thing and then was taking these artsy photos with, um, I think, with Amar's phone of me reading it, which I need to, like, send to you because I was going to post it on my stories. Aww. And then, like, and then the next day I was like, this is really embarrassing. I really wish you'd done I don't that. even know what I was going to write. <laughs> I know. Well, it's like that I've, like, learnt my lesson from that time when I was really drunk and posted that shrine to you. And it was, like, seven photos of you in a row. I know that was really nice. I remember waking up being like, "This on is my a Instagram treat. grid." Yeah, on the grid as well, <laughs> no less. Mm. Oh man, yeah, never drink and post. Okay, so no. Okay, so then another thing we noted down, which is like a quite iconic twenty twenty one moment, was Chloe. Well, like, two things happened at once. There was that Khloe Kardashian scandal where her poor godmother or whoever that woman is. MJ. What's that name? Her grandmother. MJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when everyone gets plastic surgery as well, where MJ just looks like she does not belong at all to that family because that's what they would all look like if they just left themselves alone. Mm, they would look a lot worse than MJ. <laughs> To be fair, yeah. if you've said you need to, everyone needs to Google Christina's sister before and after. Oh, yes, you have shown now. me this. But MJ, MJ just looks like a nondescript white woman. And like the Kardashians, I understand they're yeah. half Armenian, the, the oldest three. But um, they all just look, yeah, crazy. Yeah, so, so there was the Khloe Kardashian. MJ photo gate, which is like so, so hilarious that poor MJ was behind this whole ordeal. My mum would fully do the exact same thing, to be fair. She, I had to delete her off Facebook because she kept just like leaving these rogue comments everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're not allowed access to my life online. <laughs> and then at the same time, <laughs> then she got an Instagram and I was like, do not... <laughs> make any content she interacts with me but it's like really funny what she responds to like she'll just she'll respond to the randomest story with something donna to respond to you on instagram yeah on ig stories but it's not consistent like it's not when it's a picture of you or when it's something it'll be something 
like kind of random, but I love it. Hmm. <laughs> Something to think about. She doesn't do that to me because she's like, no, she's not allowed. <laughs> she's gone to you. <laughs> you can have a look. Yeah. Okay, so I just checked and the only thing she's responded to is when I put up a post about this podcast called Too Much Tully, which our friend Kate was on for a while. What? And she just responds with the hundred, not even the reaction, with the hundred emoji. So she had to find it. I love Donna. Oh, my God. So nothing to do with after work drinks. Has never responded to an after work drinks related post, but has responded to Too Much Tully. So she's just potentially... Too much a fan of that pod more than ours. Yeah, it's not even like she knows Kate. She's so random. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> what next? What else is What are you doing? Me. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Sorry for being upset before. (laughs) (laughs) She's laughing at me, apologizing for being crazy. Sorry for being upset before. No, you're not on the podcast. You fucking wish. (laughs) Bye. Okay. Other key moments of the year ASAP, Rocky calling Rihanna the love of his life. Obviously, top three pop cultural moments. Please have a baby. Please, please have a baby. I think they will. Might take a couple of years. I know, but then I feel bad saying please have a baby because I'm like, I would hate it if people just want it. Like, I I feel like it's weird when we stick, like with Tom Holland and Zinzak. Oh my god, I can't speak from this Aperol Spritz. I'm like slurring my words like I've been like roofied. <laughs> With Tom Holland and Zendaya, but everyone's like, have a baby. And then I was like, why do we want everyone to have babies? That's weird. She's like 11. Yeah, maybe that's why I feel weird about her one. No, Rihanna's like, you know, a, a woman in her, the prime of her life in her early 30s. She's worth a, a clean billion dollars. She's got ASAP settled down. No, you must procreate. Basically, you must procreate if you are that talented and hot. That's what I mean. It's just a nice thing to do for the human race. It's a service to society. Yeah. Agree. Yes. Yeah, Imagine yeah. this. House, they might have like a chuggy kid, like how... Aman and David Bowie yeah. had a kid and you would assume they'd be, like, so cool and she's just, like, got a cute, chuggy dad tattoo and is like, just a girl. It's a lot of pressure. Too much pressure. Imagine that. Yeah. Bad Art Friend was in October. Just wanted to discuss that again because I think that was my favourite article of 2021. I still think about it probably once a week. The Chunky Monkeys. Dawn fucking Dorland. <laughs> The chunky monkeys. Wait, I want to make shit. We should have made one of our Patreon tiers the chunky monkeys. Yeah, we should have. And then you get then you get access to our WhatsApp. Yes, <laughs> I know. That's cute. No, no, not ours. But we could create a WhatsApp channel with the top tier girls. Oh yeah, three hundred a month. <laughs> 925 a month, and then I can pay for that bottle of rosé. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good cool ariana grande got married which is quite iconic yeah that was cute called the wedding dress it was a chill wedding yeah you did john mulaney chaotic baby situation yeah it's born it's a boy what's a boy the baby oh it's a boy oh they had it <laughs> yeah in my gut, I thought it would be a girl. Doomwire said they had it eight, like weeks ago and were keeping it quiet and then they just announced that it was born to like fit the timeline. The baby's not going to know its own birthday. Yeah, yeah, they're going to lie about it. Well, they were saying like, oh, Olivia Munns just got pregnant and she was like literally nine months pregnant. So, yeah, she probably gave birth like <laughs> three months ago. She's been wearing a fat suit the whole time. <laughs> yeah, she gave birth to it a year ago <laughs> while he was still married. <laughs> This poor baby. Okay. 
Um, okay, we are going to move on to Patreon now for the rest of this special where we're going to discuss other iconic moments of the year and our predictions for the year to come. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. We love you so much. It really is such a huge, especially meeting some of the girlies in Sydney. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's Have been you? so yeah, nice. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, everyone is just so wonderful. We really feel like we have the best listeners in the world. We feel like we fostered this community of just fucking legends. Yeah. And we're so lucky to have you all be safe over Christmas and New Year. Look after yourselves. Yeah, I have an amazing holiday period. Obviously, like we said at the start, use the time to just relax and unwind and don't put any pressure on yourselves to have this amazing time. I met someone today who said they hate Christmas so much they're going to lock themselves in the room for the entire day. So just know that, you know, it doesn't have to be all rainbows and excitement, but we want to thank you for another year with us. Can't believe you guys are not sick of hearing us talking shit every week, but I'm very thankful you're not because we really enjoy doing it and we love you all. And it's been really nice, especially this year as well, having this time to grow a bit closer to you all through things like, yeah, having this little, this extra tier to our community of like chatting back and forth on instagram etc yeah it's really nice love you guys merry holidays you're not meant to say merry christmas anymore which i i I support i I agree with that i just forget same same and i also realized that the other day where i was like oh have a good christmas and then i was like oh we don't like say that because heaps of people don't celebrate christmas it's like have a good holiday yeah have a good festive season Enjoy your downtime, girlies. We love you. Bye. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.